1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
2: What's going on? You are listening to tags podcast aka talk about gay sex this is episode 171 i'm your host steve rodriguez and i'm so happy to be reunited with my two co-hosts jeremy ross lopez hello Hi. hey lincoln how you doing i'm
3: doing good it's good to hear you guys' voices how are you guys doing
2: i'm doing good i've I'm, I'm been hanging in there i want to get a quick update um, i'll start with myself real quick uh, this past weekend, as, as so many of us know, we've seen the country and different cities in particular open up on various phases, as they're calling it. And New York is no exception. We'll get into some of the specifics that was spotted around that and we can weigh in on all that in just a second. But one of the things that I did for the first time in a long time was I actually got together with a couple friends on my rooftop my building has a rooftop oh and nice it was really nice and david for a lot of people that know that work um on our crew here is uh helps me out with the show assistant wise production wise for so long and his boyfriend philip who was on my live show recently they're together and been quarantining during all of this and uh been they were my guests and we actually we got to my rooftop at the right time because for whatever reason everyone else got the memo it was a beautiful saturday early evening and the, you know sunset and all and everybody it seemed to reservations like opened up after that And But we had the primo seats, and it was really fun to uh, be up there. There was another crew of gay guys next to us, large group, I would add, that was playing music, and it was kind of fun. I felt like, wow, this is fun. (laughs) Like, people.
3: (laughs) I know. Who knew? (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) Exactly.
2: There was even, and I don't know if it's just I'm thirsty, and not just for a cocktail, but thirsty for men in action there's a guy in my building that i've seen several times and he actually came over and was asking how we were doing and introduced himself and i found myself he said oh i might be a little too close and i said oh you're not close enough i mean i was pulling out these horrible lines (laughs) because i think my my (laughs) game is so old that
3: (laughs) we're all a little rusty right (laughs)
1: yes
3: Yes, okay. but
2: it was fun, and I'm look. Um, I caught his name, and I'm, who knows? Maybe I'll look for him in the elevator. Not sure exactly what his story was, but it was fun flirting at least um, for, for a him. minute there. Yeah,
3: flirting is always fun.
2: Exactly. Um, how was? How have you guys been? As you've noticed, some of the social distancing phases come about. How have? You, what was your like weekends
4: <clears throat> like recently? Jeremy, you want to start? I went to brunch. Uh, I've been like busy and out, pretty much, Uh, just outside.
2: You were talking to me offline that you went to a restaurant recently that we don't really have that option Mm -hmm. just quite yet, but you're in the Boston area or just outside of. Mm -hmm. And what was that experience like?
4: It was really nice. It was like everybody was relaxed and, I mean, people are still all wearing masks and stuff, but it was just, it's nice to be out and people are just excited to sit on a slab. Like it really doesn't matter. It's just nice to be around company and be able to be served cocktails and stuff rather than everything being at home. Right.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the beach, I would imagine, did you kind of have your group that you your family, whomever you're with and just stick with them? Or did you notice people social distancing or what did you notice? On the yeah, beach?
4: everyone was social distancing and they were, uh, it, it States on the beach. We were at a private beach. So it's like, um, uh, my, one of my neighbors, uh, parent lives up there. And so it was, uh, very minimal groups of people, but also they have signs that state, please stay six feet apart and all of that. So. Got, it, got it. I mean, it's definitely different, but it's not horrible.
2: Lincoln, how's your weekend been or how was your weekend? this past Um, week? it
3: was good. I'll actually go all the way back last Tuesday night I met four people who take my Pilates class and we did class from six to eight feet apart out on the pier at 23rd street here in new york and that was nice because we were outside and we were able to get some exercise and we Mm -hmm. moved in towards the wood planks to do some floor work and then back out by the water and then we went and had a drink after and sat you know far apart from each other and and that was that felt good and then i went to um Peter and I have been walking down towards the monster and Stonewall and they have people in line at the monster. They close it like last call is at seven at the monster and eight at Julius's and they're serving drinks at a window six feet apart in line. And then people are hanging out in front of Stonewall in the park and stuff. But for the most part, I think people are like six feet apart. Unlike up in hell's kitchen um
2: yeah we'll talk about that in a minute and and...
3: but people were, were pretty much respectful to it and we i'm always like i'm a big guy and i'm loud so i i prefer eight feet I don't prefer six feet because I know if, God forbid, I have something and I can give it to someone without knowing it because I haven't been sick. And and the last time I tested, I was negative. I just don't want to be around people and give someone something or get it. So I kind of dropped back a little bit. And then we were actually down there the night of the anniversary of the Pulse shooting. So we were a little bit a part of... Yeah, exactly, on the 12th. So we were um, a little bit a part of everyone showing up out front of Stonewall. But once it started to get a little too crowded, we just kind of stepped away and walked mm-hmm. over to Julius's. So, um, you know, it, there there is a risk to that, I guess, but it didn't feel that bad.
2: I know what you're talking about. I've been not this past weekend but previous ones been going to the monster area i've talked about it a little bit on the show and it's fun and i love their frozen margaritas and they have a system and i love the little park across the street where people kind of are congregating and such i think it's a lot of fun um we'll talk more a little bit about how we're seeing people getting together during all of this but we can't it being pride month we have to really shout out and some really good news when today the supreme court there was a major victory for all lgbtq employees when the u.s supreme court ruled that the 1964 civil rights act protects gay lesbian transgender employees from discrimination based on sex and so can we get a (laughs) woohoo yeah i know really major really great really major it was a six to three Uh, vote and really major because it does go back to like I just stated the 1964 Civil Rights Act Mm. rectifying an age old that puts LGBTQ in line with women with African Americans and so on and so forth throughout the years that now you cannot just fire somebody based on being LGBT or Q And it's a huge victory on so many levels that I just wanted, I think it's great that it came this month in particular, when we needed a little bit of good news, because it is Pride Month, and it's a huge, huge victory. Absolutely. Don't you guys agree? Yeah, Yeah, it's major, especially with so
3: much challenging news. This was a good step in the right direction. Overdue, but a good step
2: absolutely absolutely and and of course there couldn't be naysayers um out there on on the right and i wanted to read um you know in the wake of this unfortunately trump has come out with taking away trans health rights essentially in other words transgender health rights uh, you can He's rolled back an Obama act that actually said that you can't discriminate against a trans person coming into a hospital. And Trump has reversed, managed to reverse that. So that now, in and the what's really horrifying right now is that in the wake of COVID, now a trans person could be denied health care or health insurance. And I couldn't think of a worse time to really take back something like that. And it's incredibly cruel in so many
4: ways. It, it's also just, I i don't understand why the focus has to be on that at, the, at this time. Like, I just don't see why that is something that they're worried about. I mean, worried about changing.
2: Absolutely. And one of the on the far right uh, said, and I'm quoting, we're going back to to the plain meaning of those terms, which is based on biological sex. This person also said the rule could save hospitals and insurers and others 2.9 billion over five years since they will be relieved of the requirement to print notices of non-discrimination in several languages and include them with any significant mailings. And I couldn't help but think as, wow, you're worried about signage around hospitals, that what about, it would really just reduce somebody and and probably as a trans person, in, just implement more fear-based tactics that mm-hmm. says that you are not, we don't see you in America. Right. with everything that's going on with Black Lives Matters and the same, sentiment in 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 a parallel way in many ways is aren't we all American and don't we just see each other I couldn't think of a worse time to or, or and why really yeah it, yeah
3: I think it's all part of a much bigger agenda you know what I mean the the base agenda of just rolling back anything that Obama did anything that Obama did he's trying to get rid of it's just the way he, it goes It's until until he's out of office and we start to turn the clock a different direction it's just going to keep happening
2: absolutely absolutely well some good news and then of course some bad news but definitely uh the supreme court ruling this today was a huge one and in pride week i'm so happy about it we're going to get into some hot topics here in just a second just a quick show note i'm back live i took a week off for sex with stevie my live podcast on thursdays on our facebook page it's i'm live again this thursday at 10 p.m eastern time and you can go to facebook.com forward slash tags podcast um let's get into some hot topics one of the things that we've been noticing and i know lincoln you alluded to it Uh, with going to the monster. But Hell's Kitchen is an area here in New York City. And there's been some imagery of different bars that have uh, a couple different bars where people are congregating outside wearing no masks. And I know this for a fact, not just through the pictures, but I was riding my bike last weekend and was up in Central Park. And as I rode back down Ninth Avenue, I was like, whoa, what's going on here? It was like, it felt like New Orleans with everybody grouping together and guys with shirts off. And it was like a huge party. And part of me, I'll admit, wish, like, oh, I wish I was in that mix. But the other part of me was looking at it like, are we really being careful with all this? And I just have to say, over the past weekend in texas for example two gay bars in texas shut down now they in texas opened uh, as early as may late may i think it was may 28th Mm -hmm. they've two gay bars in texas buddies in houston and another bar have had to shut down because so many of their staff members including in this case buddy have tested positive for COVID 19 and yeah, so it's all fun and games, right? Until you get
3: tested. To- <laughs> right, until.
2: Yeah, I'm just wondering, as you've seen, I'm sure many of you've seen, what's some of your thoughts on as we open up and what you've seen, say, in Texas or those pictures, say, in our own neck of the woods, New York, what was your thoughts when you saw some of the boys all congregating outside in HK?
4: I mean, I kind of felt like it. they... I mean, clearly it's not the smartest decision, but I also feel like everybody's up to make their own decision. So, I mean, I think it's smartest to at least, like you said that you did this weekend, keep it to minimum, like small groups and things. I mean, and I don't know, it's just kind of scary to see everyone just bouncing right back to what it was. It seems like there's not a care in the world. Just from some people's point of view.
3: <clears throat> yeah. I I closed the bakery on 19th street and there's a, like an Irish bar there on the corner and there are at least 10 to 30 people out there with no masks, drinking beers. And when Peter and I walk by, they almost give us like dirty looks like we're part of something that's not happening. And I just don't understand it because the you want a mask on to feel secure about your own health, but more importantly, to not infect other people to keep the virus going so that we all need to be in shelter in place longer and we can't get back to living our lives and doing our work. And it's never going to be normal until there's a vaccine, but let's at least work together to give it a shot, you right. know? So to me, just stand back and wear a mask, but to each his own. People have their own, just like everything else in the world, people have their own idea and how we should be living and what is right or wrong, I guess. I don't know.
2: I agree with both of you. And uh, I offline, before we started recording, I was telling you how I was walking by a mutual friend that we've seen in the bars. And I had my mask on, as I always do the minute I leave and come back to my house. And I saw somebody that I recognized from the bars. And He had a mask, like, you know how you can have it, like, below your mouth, so you're not really wearing it. It's just, like, glasses kind of, like, hanging there. And we stood six feet apart, but he didn't put his mask on. And it did make me feel, for a second, I did get in my ego head for a second, like, oh, I look probably silly with my mask on. But then I checked myself and I said, no, you're doing, the mask is really a sign for me of respect for you like I don't want to give you anything or at least assure you that I'm doing the best that I can to protect myself and it was interesting how this person didn't have a mask but they could have easily pulled it up to have a conversation with me and they did Mm -hmm. it and I don't it did slightly bother me because I think why not when in doubt and in particularly if you have it put it on right it's really a sign of respect I think for the other person not really to protect you but to just protect the other person, is what all the authorities have been saying. Um, So there was that. The other thing that ran into my head, and I'm sure no no one has done this poll, but my sister has told me of this term that has become kind of popular, and I don't know if you've heard it, called social bubbles that people have been creating, social bubble. No. Have you guys heard of that? No. This concept that essentially you have your core group or people that you've decided, and it's not like official by any means. I'm not officiating this term. It's (laughs) like this thing that has come up via in the in the last in during this COVID 19. And the idea being that if you have a core group of people that may be, say, outside of your household that you've decided you're only going to see these people. And when you get together, you may get together with this core group of people. And each of you are checking in with each other in terms of when somebody may feel sick, you would alert all of the, the social bubble, right. but you would also not deviate outside of the social bubble i mean it's so like grade school like you can't come in my bubble but (laughs) but i get it too (laughs) and i want to be a part of that bubble over there but no Mm -hmm. you decide that you're only a part of for this reason in this time Mm -hmm. and say when you go out you might get together with some of these people and you still might somewhat social distance but you're gonna hang out with this group and keep each other in contact of when someone may feel ill or or what's the latest health update and i'm okay with that i don't currently have a social bubble i live in a bubble but i don't have a social bubble and (laughs) um i'm not mad at it i think it's a way to i'm i would argue that i'm not sure everybody outside of the bar the pictures that we did see in Hell's Kitchen here in New York City we're all part of social bubbles, though. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think of that, that construct?
3: I actually um... really like it because I have hung out with friends from a distance or walked down to the West Village with them and then left, knowing that I can be closer to them than people I don't know. And they are people that have been quarantining either at home or with their... They're a partner at home or they haven't traveled. They haven't left their their house where they really live. They've, you know, been tested and they've tested negative. And mm. we're not sitting in a car together. We're not, you know, sitting at a table in an enclosed area yet together. We're still mm. outside and we're still basically staying away from each other. And I actually had my one hitter down at the Monster two days ago and my friend was like, can I have a hit? And I'm like, no, that I won't do. Even though we're here standing <laughs> yeah. with each other, you cannot have a sip of my drink and you can't yeah. take a hit off my one hitter because that's just crazy talk. You know what I mean? It is. And after I, I leave the area, I still sanitize my hands because I touch the the glass or the cup. I mean, you just have to kind of be smart about it. And then there is some risk because you're not at home sitting alone. Right.
2: I agree, Jeremy. I know. Do you hang out in a social bubble?
4: I kind of do. I mean, I think if it refers to like seeing a lot of the same people, so I haven't really branched out to uh, anyone other than the people that I've been with the whole time I've been home. So I guess it would be considered a social bubble, right? But my immediate yeah, because
3: you're family in your bubble pretty, up there, right? Yeah,
4: my immediate family is pretty big, so I mean. It is kind of like more than 10 people, but yeah, it's definitely the same crew of people like all the time. Well, that's cool, I get that. Um, Well, with so many of us
2: have, I don't know what day, what month we're in in self-quarantine and for a lot of single people, a lot of from the CDC to, there's several different studies happening that are recommending how we could actually maybe have sex in this time period and there's one that i wanted to read to you guys these three harvard physicians have been examining the likelihood of the coronavirus virus infection um with a number of sex activities and to better prevent infection during sex between partners who haven't been isolating together they recommend within their study that they wrote people should wear masks and avoid kissing. Now, we can all agree that and understand at this point why that would probably be. The case. Um, but they write, and I'm quoting on this Harvard study, and I'll post this on tagspodcast.com, but they write, quote, the sexual health implications of these recommendations have received little attention, even though it appears that all forms of in-person sexual contact carry risk for transmission of the virus, said so Dr. Jack Turbin, this, the lead study author and resident at Harvard Medical School.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple.
1: wow i could really use current i also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales i guess i'll just go to their website at current.tech
2: where he studied mental health of transgender youth, sex he writes puts partners with close proximity so partners are likely to be exposed to those droplets and since an estimated 35% of coronavirus patients are asymptomatic, sex could provide the primary conditions for infection. So they go on to say, how can you make se- sex with somebody less risky? Um, well, of course, besides abstinence, which of course is the main ones, um, you can do things like wear a mask, which is one of the often things that you can definitely do but they say to think about bodily fluids and in in addition to wearing masks people who have sex with partners outside of their homes should also shower before and after now i remember years ago and a friend of mine a nurse way before all this is this years ago said we should all just for sex stis Take a shower immediately after sex. Jeremy, have you heard that too?
4: Yes, and I definitely do that. I told you one thing that I have always done. I don't know why, but I, uh, I what I use hydrogen peroxide on. Yep, my genitals. That's a good one, Jeremy. Oh wow! So it's it's like a, it's a little weird, but it's just a ritual that I've always done. So I've heard also um, when you love rimming a lot it's best to not use use mouthwash before, but after. So it's, I think, because it just cleans out a lot better afterwards. So I had read that somewhere. And so I've always done Listerine and then hydrogen peroxide on like my genitals after, and then showered after that. So I just like rinse off, pour a little bit on, and it bubbles because, of course, there's germs there. And I don't know. That's just always been my cleaning process after.
2: We should note that we're not recommending that necessarily, but I do know in general to our audience, but we do know in general that hydrogen peroxide is fairly safe to use. Mm -hmm. I use it when I have a blemish, like if I'm breaking out. So Mm -hmm. it's not the worst thing. And Um, actually
3: at Blow Buddies in San Francisco, they do a... Listerine, hydrogen peroxide, and a hydrogen. I think it's hydrogen peroxide and water, and you can rinse your mouth with it as well as wash off your dick with it. And it's like a, it's like with in the restroom where the sinks are that you wash your hands and use the restroom as a mouthwash for blow buddies for hygiene. So I, I like that. I've always thought of that in the back of my head as a concept. so now.
2: So now we have our mask that we wear to go out, we've got our hand sanitizer, and now we have our hydrogen peroxide. Exactly. <laughs> not to be confused with acid, people. No, no. Let's not get twisted That's on
4: that. We have always practiced without us being in a pandemic. I mean, it's important to stay clean. And it's always important to like, just have natural practices of like, I'm Owned Clorox wipes before I feel like it's a fad now and like you can't find certain things places just because of the fact that now people are cleaning and it's like I just it's fascinating to me that people weren't doing any of that before I guess it's better late than never
2: (laughs) took a pandemic Jeremy. In addition to avoiding sex acts, um, avoid sex acts that involved oral transmission of bodily fluids, they say, which seems really obvious, but also clean up the area afterwards with soap or alcohol wipes, just like you guys stated, to reduce the likelihood of infection. So I think that's another thing, too, that if you did hook up with somebody to clean the areas that of where you did um, where the crime went down. (laughs) 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 Um, Obviously these researchers recommend the obvious things for safety, like masturbation and digital sex. But um, yeah, that, and even if you are, have been self-isolating with a partner, it's be aware of each other's health and get tested as much as you can, because obviously the two of you may not be, around each other 24 seven. And it's probably a good idea, particularly when we've learned that people can be asymptomatic. So I'm sure Lincoln with Peter, you're doing all that as you suggested earlier.
3: Yeah. I mean, Peter and I are together all the time. Even when we went to California to deal with my mom, we were, we were together the whole time. So, you know, and we're both negative from it that we know of um, from the last time we were tested.
2: Right, right. Perfect. Um, Remember back in March when the New York, uh, New York State came out with advice on sexual practices and they were talking about different ways that we, they said stick to masturbation is kind of what the New York health system said. Well, recently they've come out, which sounds, they say, well, uh, while we're all home quarantining, The folks at the health department um, are kind of getting a little kinky. On Monday, the city updated its advisory. And among its new recommendations are masks, of course, glory holes. (laughs) Yeah, I saw
3: that. That's crazy. Right.
2: And, of course, Zoom orgies. Uh, They write, quote, wear a face covering or mask advised health officials. Maybe it's your thing. Maybe it's not. Uh, But during COVID-19, wearing a face covering that covers your nose and mouth is a good way to add a layer of protection during sex. Heavy breathing and panting can spread the virus further. And if you or your partner have COVID-19 and don't know it, a mask can help stop the spread. Make it a little kinky, they suggested, before alluding to something that can only be construed as a glory hole. So they didn't really say that per se, but... Mm -hmm. We can all do the math there and be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls that allow sexual contact while preventing close face-to-face contact. Interesting, right?
3: Yeah, I think it's really interesting. The blue store should be very crowded once they they (laughs) open fully. You know, the blue store is open for curbside pickup, I think, at the moment.
2: The blue store is a store here in New York City, and it's essentially what a porn store or with yeah, back room,
3: lube, backroom back room with uh, the the like dollar booths, blowjob booths, for lack of a better.
2: I love how they're having uh, um, curbside pickup because, for whatever reason, even at my age now, whenever I've gone to go get condoms or lube or whatever it is I'm getting at one of these stores, I'm often walking with my glasses on totally covering my eyes and i'm like okay i don't see anybody and i know you live near this one store lincoln and i'm slipping in like i'm being all you know secret agent here and then i run out but now the thought that you'd have to stand there on the curb waiting for your order as people might come by and be like hey steve what's going on but i was just
3: You do a podcast, talk about gay sex. You should be there all the time, Stephen. I'm not saying
2: I'm right and I have my own head issues here. I'm just saying, and maybe, yeah, I'm kind of running low on a lot of my products here. So I might be (laughs) be curbsiding it and having to do that shame thing. And not even shame. I just, it's my own thing. It's just going to be funny. That's hilarious. Um. So, yes. So there's that. Uh, But interesting how I think as we go, as the faces come out, I think that we're all looking at different ways that people can essentially get have sex again. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely wanted to shout out to somebody that wrote into us where he's just he's going by John. He wrote into us for some sex advice and I thought that we could all give him that sex advice. I'll read what he wrote to us. He says, Hi guys, love the podcast since coming across it about six weeks. I'm recently out after 32 years living as a straight man. I've been dating one guy, and he's actually the only guy I've ever had sex with, and I wanted some of your advice. Our our sex life is dull on my end because I want to try new things, but I don't really know what positions to try or what to do that will get him off. Do you have any advice? on positions question mark porn he writes is just not realistic all the time and i'm just running short on resources please help john um i want to get your advice i'll start off just really quickly since i read it first one of the things that we talk so much here on tags podcast is communication and conversation and the power of the word and making yourself vulnerable uh, Even if it means standing outside of a, a, a porn store <laughs> for curbside pickup, <laughs> o- owning, I think it's brave of you to John to have written in and, and I commend you first off totally. just on saying where you're at. And that's always owning where you're at. And that is just major, major kudos I give you. Because the f- minute we get over that ego and just admit where we're at is mm. when change can really come about I feel. Um but because I do host the show Tags podcast and because so much of it is communication and not having enough sex for me as I'd wish, but at least talking about it, I would try and have moments with your partner and I'm not sure you didn't mention if you're self-quarantining together, but I did have another couple on the show that or excuse me, a psychiatrist on the show recently that said his advice in terms of if you're quarantining together and it's new or maybe it's not new, particularly since most of we've been spending more time alone together to really mm-hmm. it's far more important to carve out at least once a week, a couple hours, whether it's date night in the home, making di- making dinner together, whether you ordered in whatever you did and make that time where you just s- state where you're at Personally, and then you can even state how you're feeling with the relationship without in that confined you've you've created that to use that word bubble you've created that once a week safe spot for the two of you, and maybe that's the time to kind of explore sex and where you're at with it and maybe discuss maybe admit like you feel what what's some of your fantasies and check in with that person. I feel like if you do that, you can really check in and make it a safe space and just say, these are some of the fantasies I've had. I'm not necessarily stating that we have to do these, but it will open up because we all come to relationships from a different place and a different time. And not everybody knows what your fantasies are and i think it could be kind of a fun exploration and whether you act on those at least you'll know a little bit more intimacy about that person and whether different avenues you might want to go down that's my one thing that just came to mind um i don't know jeremy did you have any thoughts on
4: advice for john i kind of thought that it would be a good idea to perhaps uh he had mentioned uh porn being like a little bit unrealistic but i do think that just uh, watching porn with your partner and seeing their reaction to things, it could be helpful in a way and also help find maybe new fetishes or things that may turn them both on or one of them on that the other one could then act upon. So I think that porn I like that could really help because while you are quarantining, there isn't a lot to do. And maybe by spicing it up, you watch something new and different with your partner and see what their reaction is to it. And there are so many porn resources out there that I feel like the sky is really the limit when it comes to, I mean, we all search and search and search for new things on Pornhub and Xtube and all that stuff. But I feel like because it is a platform that's updated daily, there may be just some new new things and new ideas that they could find from watching it together.
2: You know what? I really love what you just stated because it almost piggybacks onto what I was stating. If you're feeling like I was trying to create like my mood or a time to communicate, but Mm -hmm. and and this person does write to your point, porn seems unrealistic, but porn might seem unrealistic if you're just watching it by yourself. But you keyword you said there, Jeremy, with if you were to watch porn with together, you can kind of see and without maybe even having to go there, like I like this, or maybe you don't even know. Maybe you could play a fun game to your point and say, let's do a fun game. You know, we've had dinner. We did So we started off with my romantic dinner thing and now we have moved into (laughs) porn and maybe we're air streaming it on the big screen. And it's like a one for one. What if, You play one of something that you've and we kind of like have a little conversation on what what you like about that video that you pulled up. And then it's my turn. And I mean, that could be kind of fun between two couples to kind of make it fun and then discover at the same time. So ultimately, you then you're probably all worked up that you are going to bring it into the bedroom and you're going to then ultimately create your own hot scene
3: that's yours. Mm hmm. Lincoln? Okay, you ready for mine? My- <laughs> I am ready, because baby. I, I am ready. I don't ready. disagree with either one of you, but the one thing, if I'm um, can you read um, how long has he been out?
2: Okay, so uh, he's recently out after 32 so
3: 32 years, right? Isn't that what, is that yeah. what it says? Okay, so uh, both of you are correct, however, by the book The Joy of Gay Sex or The New Joy of Gay Sex. The book um, will break it down for anyone who's been in the closet that long. It'll break down things that are painful, things that are psychologically challenging around the act of gay sex. So I would definitely get that book and read up on it because then if you watch porn together or you communicate together, you're going to have some knowledge from people that have studied this and mm-hmm. that are much more, um, I don't know that you just get more educated about it and it's going to answer a lot of mysteries for yourself that you can then share with your new partner. Mm-hmm. So instead of just watching porn and you both kind of being out, you know, without a paddle, the joy of gay sex and books like that, one that works for you. I think there's like four new editions. I just looked it up while we were talking, um, will really break down behind what's going on and the fear of bottoming or whatever that looks like. There are also literal games out there that are fun to play. Like there's card games that dare you to do stuff. There's um like Twister, Naked Twister. Like you could literally play games, sex games that you could buy at the Blue Store or places like that throughout the country that are, um you know, you roll the dice and if there one dice says oral, and the other di- di- the dice says cock, then you have to orally pleasure him with your, you know, it. that yeah. just lightens up the mood and takes the guesswork out of it.
2: Mm-hmm. See, and I like those, these, and certainly there's all kinds of organizations and things online now, more re- resources. I do like your idea of going to the books, of course, but I've always been the product of somebody that maybe in terms of my career didn't know everything about like this marketing job but I I figured I'm gonna learn I'm a quick learn and I'm gonna learn on the on the job and that was always been my mentality and so I do while I do like your book ideas and stuff I do like things that keep it active and since he's already in this relationship He maybe doesn't have time to read a whole book, but they're good reference tools. Have
3: you seen The Joy of Gay Sex? Because it's a bunch of great illustrations just to flip through it, even if you don't, you know read Oh, the I know paragraph. what you're talking about. Yeah, right. You go wow, I haven't done that. Want to try it? Sure, let's do it. So I'm I'm not sitting, saying to get a number 2 pencil and sit with the book <laughs> and analyze how you're going to be more intimate with your partner. No, I'm saying actually read the book for the joy of it. There's another um book called My Mentor, My Friend and another book called Learning the Ropes. That's like a basic book of tying people up that You know, while I know a book sounds boring, there is like the legwork done in those books that you can skip a few steps instead of just embarking on everything and pretending like, you know, again, I've had 50 years of being gay. You've had many years of being gay. If you've been in a straight relationship for 31 years, I do think a map might help. (laughs)
2: And I actually do know that book And to your point I love uh, The Joy of Gay Sex too Because I remember There's sketches too Right Lincoln Well I remember These different positions
3: Yeah when I was a little boy I remember sneaking into my You know Parents room And seeing The Joy of Sex And like looking through the book And being like Amazed by It Because I'd never seen Anything like that before And like he said In his question Porn is unrealistic well, if I had been that little kid looking at porn, it would have been very different. A book with drawings about people coming together sexually was very, I, you know, realistic. Let's just put it that way. Right, And it
2: could also play into the games that, you know, maybe it could be like after dinner and all that or whatever and skip to one page and say, would you try this? What do you think of this? Exactly. I, or I like this one and can open up that window, that door... Uh, totally that whole whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> that mouth um, and the last thing i would recommend is if you are quarantining together and you want to keep physical and keep your testosterone growing and we've had some people talk about how to keep your testosterone growing on this show working out together could be kind of fun and i remember there was a point when i got yoga certified for a minute when i first moved here and i was teaching naked yoga and that was the allure to get clients. And it really was yoga, but it was so hot being next to somebody that was also naked next to me. And ultimately you kind of have to help each other get into each position. And it worked up a lot of sweat and oftentimes it could probably lead to some hot interactions through your newly stretched bodies i'm just saying i'm just saying
3: <laughs> I love john it. i hope
2: that i hope that like uh gave you some good ideas on how to spice it up and i know you you can do it and if you have more questions you can always email us go to tagspodcast.com and put it in the comment sections and we'll answer your questions or give our unsolicited or solicited sex advice no problem <laughs> I love it. we got a lot to say here um, well again I'm live this Thursday for sex with Stevie at 10 p.m at facebook.com forward slash tags podcast uh, the after show is going to talk this week on our patreon page where you become a subscriber a little bit more of when I does was when I was doing those naked yoga sessions, and I'm going to go into detail on where some of them went, so you can go for the after show on dark and dirty. It's oh, Patreon, <laughs> yeah, dark, dark and dirty. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Scroll around there; you'll see the various tiers. We have. Uh, I just printed up a new mask that has our logo on it i'm gonna see what it looks like and if it's good we're gonna start selling them so cute yeah it'll be a lot of fun um and i always love to give a shout out to the small businesses of the world
3: and is
2: the protein bakery up and running and yep
3: protein bakery is up and running till the last week of june and then we'll be back in action right after the fourth of july
2: love it and people can go to proteinbakery.com yep Jeremy, you're staying busy and and all good over there, yes? Yes, all busy. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And you and I are on our march just to give our little entertainment value. We love our Marcella season three on Netflix. Fun. (laughs) Yeah, that's our fun thing. Well, I want to thank you both so much. Thank you for your honesty and and everything else. Um, Let's continue to be safe and healthy
3: people, correct? yes and wash your hands and wash (laughs) your hands all right
2: we'll talk to you soon
3: bye